1: Done with this. Uh, listener discretion is advised. Motherfuck. Fuck the how fuck I get like Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Juggalos, juggalettes, and those who don't identify as such. This is Juggalo Judgment, where two friends take time out of their busy schedules to sit down, listen to, and analyze music of the Juggalo variety. You're joined by your hosts, Mike and... Space... Space... Okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What's up? (laughs) If you're joining us for the first time, welcome, welcome aboard. And if you've been here before and you decided to turn on this episode, welcome back. Yes. This crazy, wild journey that we've placed ourselves on for no real reason other than something to do. (laughs) Yeah. Some of y'all likely hearing it, I guess. (laughs) How are you doing today, Shmeef? I'm doing
2: all right, you know, had, had a nice morning. This, this, this is a weekend where things seem to fall into place, and it might just be because I took a four-day weekend, so I had extra time to, to you know, get myself in order. Let me tell you, my notes, prepared them yesterday while I was eating dinner. Feels good. Uh, woke up at a reasonable time today to go get breakfast. It's nice.
3: There
1: you go. How are you doing? Mine has been the complete fucking opposite because I've been busy as shit. Yeah. (laughs) My notes got finished, like, about an hour ago, actually. (laughs) I I can't say that Um, I'm, like, uh, you know,
2: fully properly organized for this weekend. I mean, I I am proud of myself that I got back into that weird practicing thing that some people do with instruments and when they're learning songs and stuff. Like, I did that on my own, which is... uh, a thing that I haven't done for a while, because time. But I did that. I didn't do it with anywhere near enough music. <laughs>
1: but <laughs> it was a start, at least. Hey, that's, that's, that's what you need. A little, little start will, will you know, get you somewhere. Yeah. M- meanwhile, I did not practice. Oh, well. With my voice. <laughs> We'll see how that goes in a little bit. Yeah. This thing that we have to practice for is in a month and a half. And so, well, actually at this point it'll probably be two weeks <laughs> something from there. Yeah. Something like that. So, um. Life yeah. is hell is what we're saying. And <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> you know, we've been
2: doomed to this existence and we're making the best of it, but. Yeah, just do what you can with the time you got. Sometimes we really fuck ourselves over.
1: Yeah. Speaking but of fucking ourselves gonna, over, we're gonna get Mike, away from what that. Are we, existential crisis? About today? <laughs> we are gonna talk about <laughs> We're talking about psychopathics from outer space part three. Uh-huh. And in the tradition
2: of psychopathics from outer space, every time that I see or type the uh initialization of it, PFOS. My brain looks at it and says, planets from outer space. And I don't know why.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So this, this dropped on uh, November 13th, 2007. This is the last um, CD release that Psychopathic had in 2007. I remember buying this. Going out with a with don't do we're don't do this (laughs) don't do this from the fucking beginning do not
2: (laughs) hell yeah 2007's over quarter send let's go uh
1: i remember buying this on uh on black friday that year actually i can't remember if it was like already um uh i I can't remember how long it would have been out at that time um I just remember going to Black Friday shopping at our mall. And I think I bought this at Hot Topic. Oh. Um back when Hot Topic used to sell CDs. So I remember. Yeah. And um Yeah, I just remember picking this up back then and that was weird. Um But again, last CD release that came out uh in Uh, in 2007 there was another release i believe that came out on the same exact day and I'll, i'll mention that briefly in a moment um and this is continuing the tradition of well we've already had two psychopathics from outer space records that are basically compilations now you'll remember that the first one had some original music but the majority of it was on other projects um from the time there was like a wicked track, there was stuff from the first, uh, the original version of the most tasteless uh, stuff from Psychopathic. Ride is dumping because they were from this uh, available pretty much around the same time. Mm-hmm. So that one was uh, really just a that one's kind of more of a sampler if you think about it um, for what was available. But then the second uh, ver, uh, the second uh, compilation fucking 23 tracks of here's literally everybody on here. Uh This one, we get 16 songs in reality, only 14 because you have an intro and an outro and nothing that's on this record was reused for anything else. Some of the stuff shows on, shows up on, um, I believe some crypto collections in the future and forgotten freshness, but Everything on here was made seemingly for this record, which also, is very cool. Also, some Boondocks
2: albums. I thought. Uh, no, really.
1: Hmm. Thought nope. it was something the, that
2: showed up on one of his other ones.
1: No, okay. no. The the two songs uh, from Boondocks are exclusively on here. If you're if you were looking at Genius, it's because of that that you would think that because okay. whatever the fuck that compilation thing is is not existent. I don't know what the fuck it is. Um Bold but of you to claim it doesn't exist. <laughs> doesn't exist. But I want to go over the the little booklet that we got here real quick. Um you got you got the the six main people from the label uh kind of looking like extraterrestrials or what we would think stereotypical ones would look like. And we do have production credits, which I will go over um with each track because we do have different producers on each uh each song, which is pretty cool. But The other, actually, the majority of this, like, there's only two pages of production credits, really. And then you got like fucking eight of ads there. So let's see what Psychopathic was promoting at the time. Uh, So the first one we have is uh, Slam TV, which was their JCW um, show. So they were uh, promoting the first DVD set. Um, Actually, no, I'm sorry. They were promoting the second one, which was a four-disc set. Holy fuck. Um, And uh, had Bloody Mania from Gathering 07. Now, you did buy some of the JCW stuff when we went to that one concert. You didn't buy Slam TV, did you? No, I have a Bloody Mania 6. I don't remember which one it was. Okay. They still have, I'm pretty sure they still have Bloody Mania and the Slam TV uh sets on psychopathic vault. So the first one is 9 episodes and then uh, the second one is episodes 10 through 15. So maybe we should check those out one day. That'd be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I still
2: have um I, I have a strangle mania that I need to get onto a digital format
4: yeah. and
2: uh, we need we were going to do we got to do a watch of that at some point. All oh, right, right, right. We we're talking about doing doing that with them with them ICP Wee Wee Boys.
1: Oh hey. Uh, next up, we got an ad for Clockwork Gray, which we already know was out at the time. Hence, the last episode we had. <laughs> yes. Uh, there is an ad for Twisted's Independence Day, and this is prior to them fixing all of the um, <laughs> the the wrong names. Um, because it still has Bizarre spelled wrong, and it still has uh, Calico from Baker's Calico spelled wrong, and DJ Quick. Those are all spelled wrong still on this. Well, so good job, and you know. Double checking that shit. Uh, we have an ad for W Fuck Off Radio, their internet radio show. I believe they did stuff like every every day. It was just different people um, hosting it. Um, I distinctly remember listening into to some stuff, but it looks like everybody had um their own specific stuff. So let's just briefly like look into these. Yeah, sorry, it was every Tuesday and Thursday night. So I guess it would, it would be just alternating who was who. Uh, Twisted had Ashtray's and Action Figures, which they still did for quite a while after, which was just talk radio. Um, Violent J's Witching Hours, Where Anything Goes. Uh, Shaggy 2 Up and DJ Clay's uh, Shaggy's Old Vinyl Collection. Old School Vinyl and Serious Scratch Battles. Okay, uh, Razor Ray's The Razor's Edge, which is uh, showcasing metal and rap. Uh, Upchuck the Clown, The Funhouse, which was comedy and hatchet music. Upchuck the Clown, um, I think he was like kind of like an, just an MC um, to help do stuff like at the gathering and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I never really saw like anything else that he did aside from that. Obviously, he would host this show, but uh, Leah and Nathan's extra off the. Cl- oh, sorry. Leah and Nathan extras. Extra, I guess is a personal name. Uh, Off the Clock, which is unsigned music. I never heard that one. Uh, Wolfpack's super deluxe fun time variety hour, Mischief and Mayhem. The fact that Wolfpack had a show on Fuck Off Radio um, kind of irks me. But whatever. Uh, Sirius Darius' seriously fresh music, world and rare music. Sirius Darius was um, the guy who played uh, Dr. Dingle Nut in... Uh, big money hustlers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Corporal Robinson and Two Tough Tonys—the main event wrestling talk, interviews, and news. Um, Corporal Robinson uh, was probably one of JCW's most known wrestlers um, until he started like selling fake tickets, and then <laughs> got pretty much booted from everything. Uh, Boondocks is the Hootenanny, Southern rap and rock. I remember checking into a couple of his episodes: Blaze and the ROCs, The Coffin, Rap and Sports, which totally makes sense because Blaze is all about the sports. And DJ Fillon's The Fix, Late Night Hatchet Party Mix. I'm very curious what that would sound like if you, you know, how you'll like listen to the radio. Like if you were to listen to, I don't know, say our our local stations were like 96.1, okay, which was playing like current music, and then on like Friday and Saturday nights they just like. Play what's popular, but it would have like added DJ beats to it while it transitions into the next song. I feel like it'd probably be just that, yeah. And it's just hocus pocus all over. <laughs>
2: that that, that oh reminds God. me of uh, so for for a, a short period of time, I got a free uh, subscription to the Gold's Gym app, which okay. had like uh, so it has like you know guided exercises. And yeah, stuff. workouts. For a time, stuff. I was doing like some running here and there, and they have playlist. they 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 have like music for them you can kind of pick like what you know what genres you want but most of them are all like dj mixes and stuff okay and so <laughs> i was on a run and this person they had a, a sick little dj mix of uh, hold the line by toto but uh, this specific dj this one specific dj that did a lot of these mixes was on his fucking Star Wars shit, because in the middle of a lot of these tracks, out of nowhere, on drops and stuff, you'd hear the sounds of lightsabers like going off. So, I'm, I'm on a run! I'm trying to run and I need to breathe properly, and I hear and I'm like,
3: holy shit, no!
2: Like I just, I'm just like dying in the middle of the street, because I'm like, why would you? Dude, I'm running, please!
1: That's great. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Uh next up we have an ad for the Quest for Shangri-La board game. Yeah. And it was available through Hatchet Gear and at Hot Topic. Wow. Now, I don't ever remember seeing this at our local Hot Topic. I don't either. Um And I'm I'm very curious like what the cost of it was at the time. Um now we do have a copy of this in our possession. I do. Uh you you, you did get that. Um, we I will still haven't have back that to money.
2: to scanning assets uh, after the first time when I scanned a bunch of them and it, it didn't come up. out right because a bunch of them were sliding off the side of the scanner thing because it's
1: not good. That happens. But um, if anybody uh, listening, if you guys did get a copy of the game, like right when it came out, I'm curious how much. Like I don't know what it costs um, right up front. If I had to guess, I'd probably say it wasn't more than forty bucks. Um, in my opinion. Mm, but mm. It, it goes for some bank these days. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have, which what is, is what I believe was also released on the same day, an ad for Psychopathic The Videos. Oh, yes. Every Psychopathic video you've ever seen, plus everyone you've never seen. Wow. Videos by Insane Clown Posse, Twisted, Blaze, Boondocks, Esham, AMB. Um it's kind of a lie. <laughs> it does not have every single music video. There were a handful that were not put on there. Um it does not have every single music video that was on the A1 Yola DVD. <laughs> um and 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 things like that. Um but it is a very very cool DVD of some music videos. I was that was at a time where a lot of artists were releasing like music video DVDs. Um, I distinctly remember that time you let me borrow the Weird Al one. That's and a really good one. That was a good fucking time. <laughs> mm-hmm. But the intention is for us to also cover this compilation. Um, and it would probably very, be very similar to what we do with Big Money Hustlers, um, where it is just us doing a commentary track. Yeah. You go ahead, you pop that DVD, in, you press play and go for it. If you don't have the DVD, just go ahead and fucking find the music videos online and, you know, sync up your own way. Pirate the DVD. <laughs> but but that, is, that is the plan um, that we're going to cover that. So keep an eye out. Uh, Next up, oh, this one's fucking great. It is an ad for the compilation called Juggernauts. Attention all Juggalos and Juggalettes. First ever ICP Greatest Hits album includes 18 digitally remastered, unedited raw classics in stores now. Special limited edition CD-DVD combo with five bonus videos available exclusively at Best Buy. I feel like I've heard of this before. Yes. So this compilation is a fucking cash grab by Island. Yeah, there it is. It was literally just put out by Island Records. Um, it only has tracks from the Great Malenko,
3: the Amazing I mean, Jekyll Brothers hits.
1: Oh yeah, um, the Amazing Jekyll Brothers, uh, Bizarre Bizarre, and I think, I think there's um forgotten freshness uh one and two as well because those are put out by island um that's all that it is it has nothing pre-island nothing post-island um and it's funny because icp had nothing to do with the compilation so they weren't making money off of it and i'm very confused as to why they decided to be like yeah go ahead and buy it <laughs> like it's it's not a bad compilation don't get me wrong um but it's, it's just very weird that ICP was like, yeah, we don't make money off of this, but go ahead and buy it. Um, and the videos for our, um, that are on the, the bonus DVD, if you got the Best Buy version, um, I believe we got uh, Hocus Pocus, Piggy Pie, Halls of Illusions. Let's Go All the Way. Let's Go All the Way, I think, is one of them. And I think it might also be Tilt-A-Whirl.
2: Yeah, that I, makes sense. But for
1: some reason, I'm also thinking that um, another love song. From Amazing Jacker Brothers. Might have been one of them. So I'm not sure uh, which one's which. They might not have had the one for Piggy Pie. Since that's mostly just um, concert footage. Uh-huh. Um, so I don't know. Uh, let's see. Just uh, just a couple more. Uh, Ad for the Gathering. Uh, 2008 at Cave In Rock, Illinois. Um, It would be at Cave In Rock for I don't know how many years. That, that was like one of the, the biggest um, areas that they ever had the Gathering. Uh, an ad for Boondock's Crimson Creek all new album in stores in 2008 I think that came out in like April or May of 08 so we'll, we'll be getting there and the final one is the year of the Lotus is drawing near are you ready Dark Lotus 2008 that's the
2: year Seems of the Lotus like the year of the Lotus so that was the in, so for the entire year of 2008, they would be exclusively dropping Dark Lotus albums. Yes, nobody exclusive. would be allowed to drop anything else. There's no ICP. Exactly. So, no So boondocks, they literally just no lied.
1: They literally just lied by saying Boondocks, <laughs> all new album in 2008. They fucked up. <laughs> it's you know. Boondocks featuring Dark Lotus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna. I will say this for the fact that they were like putting Boondocks like front and center on a lot of stuff like having him at it in riders i'm very surprised they didn't decide to try and have him in dark lotus i think that that could have been very interesting was, i mean i have a that. thing to say about that later <sighs> okay <laughs> but i think that that is enough preamble we got to get into this to to Talk about some musics. again, I will mention who does the production for all this because we got some different producers on this, and some of them were very surprising for me. I didn't realize who they were literally until last night. so well before we
2: get into it, there's something we got to do. What do we got to do? You gotta take that fucking twisted shirt off, you fucking juffalo <laughs> wearing wow. wearing the merch. Of the ones that turn their
1: backs. Juggalos. Oh, you motherfucker, <laughs> we're not doing this on this goddamn shit. <laughs> you are not doing this on this show.
2: And after you do that and change into a proper, proper piece of Juggalo merch. i <laughs> me crack open a Faygo. <laughs> what
1: oh, do you got? You, I'm leaving this shirt on. <laughs> well, Shmeev, space is the final frontier. Yeah. As I hear. And do you know what's in space? Uh, Nothing. Well, you're almost right. There's some shit in there. Like planets, celestial bodies. The rocks, the rocks. There's a really fucking big rock. Nebulas. That is like a permanent satellite to the Earth. It's called the moon. And every now and then... I don't see where you're going with this. It mists. <laughs> so I got some moon mist. <laughs> How about you?
2: Well, uh, this morning, whenever I went for breakfast, I uh, you know, got, 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 got a little breakfast sandwich and a pretzel from my namesake. Uh, on the way back, I was like, shit, I need to get a Fago for the, the show that I'm going to be recording in like five minutes. <laughs> or like a half hour <laughs> as the case turned out to be uh, so I stopped off at the corner store yep and I was thinking like it's like a path from outer space I need to get something that's like out there something something off the fucking wall
1: but they didn't have any of that so I got an orange <laughs> I'm I was there yesterday that's where I grabbed this and um, I'm very disappointed they don't have firework right now yeah there's they're, they're very out of it. I thought about uh, cotton candy you, because the design on it kinda looks like kinda looks a little nebulae, but I actually I smart. I also grabbed a, can, a cotton candy. <laughs> it's in it's in there. Um however did you know that they just sell cans of Faygo? Do they? Yeah, it's in the it's not in that same um in, different in that cooler. same cooler. It's huh. it's it's the one uh, off to the side. Huh. Uh but they had like I think they had Moon Mist, they had Orange, Red Pop, and I think that they had twist. Huh. Um which I was like, oh, I haven't had Twist in a while. I feel like I I'm don't see Twist now. I feel but... like
2: I never really see bottles of Twist.
1: No, no, like almost nowhere has it. And I'm, I'm kind of sad. Like in reality, I really should be cutting down on the soda that I'm drinking. Like maybe just have it for these shows because I'm drinking it way too fucking much. Yeah. But like when I was on my big Rock and Rye kick, I still need to go back to, um, <laughs> to to Rural King and pick up more. But I miss that, and I miss my and I miss my firework. Now, what the fuck? Oh well. Let's crack these bitches open. Let's crack them open. Very thirsty.
2: Not the most satisfying cracks that we've ever had.
1: No, pretty sad actually. But let's kick it off with track one,
2: blast off.
1: This is a long motherfucking intro. I have a note here. Yeah, space. No, you don't. Show me that note. Oh my God, I have a note. Do you want to see what it says? Yeah. Oh, there we go. <laughs> we literally both had one fucking <laughs> note, and they both said space.
2: No other words, nothing. There's nothing else to say about it. Nothing it is else. Pre- could it you know, be it said. is pretty good in, in the. It's, it's space, man. It yeah, is. I hear this, and I say that's space.
1: Yeah. This, space this one. I mean, we heard it a lot on um, Psychopath from Myerspace Space Two, where there were, um, you know, the the little like. Bloopy blips, yeah. sounds in between uh, in between tracks. That in like the and, voice. Yeah, that too. We don't really get as much um, of acknowledgement of like who the songs are for, but there it does sound like there is clips taken from movies or whatever of of space shit. Uh, but we will move on to track two, "Dark Lotus," further away.
4: Man, fuck that. The further I get, the closer I come to something else. That's Lotus Love. nothing more, nothing less. Father and farther away. On my trail, i am lost. Father and father away. On the path, I must have. Father and farther away. Father and farther oh. away.
1: Father and father oh. away. Further oh. away. Mm-hmm. Produced by Mike E. Clark. Okay, yeah. Which is really cool because that's the first time we've heard Mike Clark on some Dark Lotus shit since the couple tracks he did on the first Lotus album. Mm. Uh, this is one that I was really surprised about. I had no clue this was Mike Clark until I was doing the notes. Didn't um, think about it. No. it's. I mean, you know, it, that's, that's okay. That's okay. Um, well, it's – okay, this is one of the weird ones. Music written, played, programmed, and performed by Mike Clark. Produced by Dr. Punch and Eric Davey. Interesting. I, I don't I don't know what that means. Yeah, I, you Mike know. Clark Mike <clears throat> Clark did things and then Dr. Punch aka Violent J and Eric Davey pressed buttons. I guess is what we get. Production means a lot of things. Yeah.
2: I mean like look, look at look at your average rock band. Mm-hmm. Like they still have a producer on that even right. though the producer isn't like playing any of the music (laughs) right they're kind of organizing it i guess
1: yeah I, i guess that's the best way to look at it but anyways um this is probably the most random dark lotus song that we've had like in a way it's almost like if they didn't mention like dark lotus throughout the song it wouldn't be a dark lotus song but that said, I really like it. Yeah, it's a good song. Like, it's... I, I love the music with it. And the verses are... Like, this is a, a pretty concise song, too. Like, it's not very long. No. So, it, it, it moves. It, it, I think that they... I think they made it as short as it is so that people wouldn't overthink it.
2: Possibly. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Uh, do Maybe they just didn't have as. The, they said all they had to say on the subject of being generally lost.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And yeah, they, yeah. That's it. That's really all that we need. That's. <laughs> th- th- this is them tr- struggling, with the idea of what they're going to do on another Dark Lotus album.
1: <laughs> What's interesting for me is, the last time that we had okay on Psychopathics from Space two. Um, the the final main track before um the, the big posse cut at the end mm-hmm. okay. was Lotus and it was the song Grave Robbers. And Grave Robbers kind of felt like something that eventually, like, you know, after the fact, it's a song that wouldn't have felt out of place on Black Rain, in my opinion. Um and spoiler. This does not sound like the Lotus that we are going to get on the next Lotus record. Hmm. Um, I think that this was a song that was probably the f- like within the first sessions, and then they decided to go in a different direction. Hmm. So w- what we get on um, The Opaque Brotherhood... Is the furthest from this. They they went further and further away. I see. Yeah, that's what the song's about. This is the transitional
2: period in between albums. It, it, yeah, that's what it is. There we go. That's it. Yeah. Cracked code. I, I gotta say, uh, not being able to tell that this is a Dark Lotus song, besides them mentioning it, is mm-hmm. maybe the most
1: Dark Lotus thing they could do. <laughs> <laughs> it's and it's. Especially whenever there's, like, there's no mention of, like, murder or spooky stuff. 90%
2: of, like, things that I would think would be Dark Lotus songs, like, no, it's not a Dark Lotus song. Like, okay, whatever. <laughs> they could have just put the rest of them on this track and it would have been a Dark Lotus song. And I listen to Dark Lotus songs and I'm
1: like, this... What? <laughs> mm mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> I do want to point out a line uh, that I really, really like. Um, and everybody in this song pretty much has the same kind of cadence, which is which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really like uh, this line towards the end of um, Shaggy Dope's verse. Um, I don't see no hope, I don't see no trying. The only way out this shit is, and he like cuts himself off and yells, "Man, fuck dying!" Yeah." Good. That's a cool like it 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 definitely like oh it's a swerve. Yeah. I liked that. I really did. Um there there's one there is one part though it's also in the same verse that almost sounds like it was a retake and didn't quite match up properly. Um when he says back in the day I was basking in the sand. I don't know if there's like a drum hit at the same time or whatever, but it sounds like he didn't say that line in one take. Mm. And like the way that they had to like cut it to make it seem, it sounds like it was two different parts. I don't know. That's just me overanalyzing, but I, I always hear it. <laughs> huh. But I don't, I don't know if there's like a drum hit that's also accentuating it at the same time. And yeah. maybe that's why it stands out to me. It's been a weird lineup. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. But, um, but no, I, I really dig this song. I think it's a cool way to start off this album. Um, And yeah, I enjoyed a lot. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Try three, Truth Dare.
2: Truth
3: dare, dare
5: truth dare, Double Dare, Promise or Repeat. 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 Who wants to play a wicked game over the sinful beat? Tell the truth. Do you ever dream about murder? Do you wish you had it in you? Tell the truth, do you ever lust over sex? Would you fuck your homie mama if she was playing with your nuts? Tell the truth, have you ever fucking told a lie Right through your fucking teeth like a snake's tongue flies. Truth dear, double dead, promise or repeat. Who wants to play a wicked game over the simple beat? I dare you. Stab someone and come back with their wallet. Be so bub stank three times. I dare you to call. I dare you. Hands stand on the ledge of a tower. I dare you to snort a few balls. I, I dare you. I dare you to play this game with me. It's called true.
1: So, Truth There by ICP, uh, we got this track uh, featuring basically produced Brian by Mike Clark, featuring Brian Abrams of Color Me Bad, huh. and I still want to know how the fuck that, that light like, came about. I don't
2: know who that is. So. I don't...
1: Uh, Color Me Bad, um, they were a, uh, an R&B group um, that was mostly popular... I think in the early 90s, um, maybe the late 80s as well. I will double check this, but I believe that's the case. Um, okay, they were formed in 1985 and uh, their most famous song, I've actually heard this one, was uh, I Want to Sex You Up. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, I believe it was a... Uh, let's see. Members. Oh, cur- Currently, there's only one person in the group now. <laughs> Um, but there were five total people. Um, but I mean, this was at a time where, you know, you had them, uh, who else was popular for this similar thing? Like new kids on the block. Yeah. Yeah. Um, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I have no idea like where this, uh, this kind of collaboration came from. Um, Brian Abrams is a juggalo. Maybe he is. I have no idea. That'd be cool. Prove he's not. <laughs> Debate me, Brian Abrams is a juggalo. Prove me wrong, Brian Abrams. Uh, <laughs> tell the truth. Are you a juggalo? I dare you to tell me. Are you a juggalo? I double dare you to tell me if you are a juggalo. Promise me that you have not lied. <laughs> Repeat when you after have stated me that you're a juggalo. Hi, Brian Abrams. I'm a juggalo. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh. couldn't need you to repeat that again Brian <laughs> <laughs> a little louder please closer to the mic thank you
1: <laughs> so yeah um, it's, uh, so this is this is interesting to me the production on this sounds night and day different from the stuff that we had 6 months prior on the tempest. Yeah. Like I I assume that this is just something that Mike Clark came up with after making the tempest cuz again tempest was supposed to be done in in 06 but sure. um while it's not as um like big and and I don't want to say messy but like there's not as much to it. Yeah. Um it sounds so much cleaner. Than a lot of what we heard on The Tempest. And and I don't know if... If that's like...
2: I don't know the fucking word I want to say it. I don't know what you mean by cleaner. Because I mean The Tempest was a pretty fucking
1: clean album. I, I mean like... I don't know. I, I think it's because like I said... It, it seemed like with The Tempest... Mike Clark may not have really been like... Quote unquote in studio. Yeah. And so the sound that he was able to create from where he was sounded a bit muddier. I'm not saying that the production was bad, but this just sounds different to my ears. I mean, it's different for sure. It's not, not the Tempest. <laughs> it's definitively not the Tempest. Right. He's clearly doing something very different. <laughs> yeah. It just, it just, for some reason, and maybe it's how it's mixed. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Maybe. Um. Which, so, if so. Well, again, it says... I don't I don't fucking understand this music played and then produced by. I don't fucking get the difference. Cuz again, produced by Dr. Punch and Eric Davey. Huh. So I'm familiar right. with Truth or Dare. Yes.
2: I'm familiar with with Double Dare. Yes. Don't know the rest of this. No. This, this no, isn't not uh, at this all. isn't quite a thing that I recall. No. Uh I mean, you never really mixed the concept of truth or dare and the double dare; they were their own things. That was they,
1: those were separate, right? And then you had the the triple dog dare, which yeah. meant you had to do it. Of course, you were you were literally your soul was bound yeah. that you had to do it. And if you didn't, something.
2: It's a divine contractual obligation.
1: Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh- <laughs> He uh he mentioned. You know what this song reminds me of though? No. It reminds me of Fearless uh from Bizarre. I don't remember that. Uh, it's it's mostly in the cadence of it. Oh, okay. Um and 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 how they're saying it, but Fearless is basically just talking about how like, um. Uh fuck that was the one where he's like, oh I would go and fucking hug a cactus or something like that like just let's <laughs> see just just that dumb shit it's just for some reason this it, it reminds me of a song from 7 years prior
2: yeah well you know it's alright go ahead that's all good uh, he mentions uh i believe daring somebody to handstand on a ledge and this is like a thing that people actually do like <laughs> they're right. they're very strange people who do those things of their own accord <laughs> That he reminded me of with that line. <laughs> no, I actually really like the song. This is a really cool one. Um, it's got, got a nice creepy sound to it and it, uh, it, it invokes uh, things. I've talked about this on other songs before, but I don't fucking remember anymore. But it's got this kind of thing where it's like each subsequent verse is like slowly prodding a person farther and stuff. It's like Introducing this thing as like a game and all that stuff and then slowly kind of like pushing someone until they're basically indoctrinated into the ICP cult (laughs) With the I mean literally the promise and repeat sections of it are just like that (laughs) Granted it it does ramp up pretty fast as soon as you get into the dare section, but oh, yeah, you know It's it's a It's a it's a cool track
1: I like mm, it. No, I dig it, and I really, de- uh, I, I really think that um, I like Brian Abrams' uh, contributions. His his hook is really good. Yeah. Um, he has that other part towards the end, um, that like kind of bridge ca- uh, part that sounds very good. Like whenever when ICP have somebody who can sing on their stuff, it sounds really fucking good, and it's not the uh, it's not the last time that we will have Brian Abrams featured on an ICP song, huh? So oh, he's a juggalo. <laughs> just just gotta wait a little bit for, the, for that for the next one, like five years or so. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm.
2: Well, track anything four, else? Well, no, I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else?
1: I do not. All right. Track four, we have "Shake" by Zodiac Imprint.
0: Zodiac. Zero, three, zero. Systematic the way it goes down Beating off your brain as the lyrics spit around Who want it now? Zodiac and print in of the building Weapons ready in case you haters get the feeling Come on I'm running like I'm Carmelo Anthony Blazing down the lane like I was Dwayne Sick as LeBron James Motherfuckers don't want it with us We steal serial kill bitch from dawn the dust boy. Plus we make cuts to rooftops Have your shit dropped to where your brain go splotch up on that big rock So suck a cock in the cop to this gun We don't stop, we run and we don't give a shit. Let the cops come because we hope they can get some too. ROC and Blaze, dead men walk on through. I thought you knew we don't play, boy. When it comes to this rap shit, we eat,
4: breathe, and sleep. That shit, check it. Say, go, so.
2: Zodiac okay. imprint. This is Ye- ROC. Fresh off of paying his dues as a hype man. Finally allowed to perform <laughs> alongside Blaze, your <Ya> dead homie.
1: <laughs> we heard them on the last thing that we did. Yeah, man. ROC did a lot of stuff on uh, on Clockwork Gray. Yeah.
2: Uh, So this one was... Uh, this one was a bit of a problem. Mhm. Uh somebody somebody left somebody uh, left the lyrics to this completely empty on Genius some, and the entire some, rest of the internet <laughs> some specific
1: condiment decided
2: well, you know, whenever you have some specific condiments you you, you need to make sure before you use them you have to shake them. Or else they come out all watery and don't do their job properly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this was produced uh this is fucking weird too. Basically it says produced by Blaze, ROC and Eric Davy. Oh, okay. But all the music was written and all that shit by ROC. Oh. So, okay. I really like this instrumental.
3: Yeah. It's good.
1: I think it's I think it's I think it's grooving. Um, however, I can tell that ROC is, is he's doing some flexing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cause it wouldn't be a psychopathic record song if there was no flexing. True. It is, that is, that is like one of the key elements to a song on psychopathic. It has to have like, it, there, there's like, there's like seven things that it, that it should have. And if it doesn't have more than like four of them, then it's, it's not a psychopathic record song. Flexing right. is definitely one of them on there. Mm-hmm. Twisted, literally, whenever they do it, they're like, all right, flexing. Okay, flexing. Okay, flexing. Flexin'. It's yeah. every song. It's their first thing that they check off. They don't... Exactly. They're like, we got the flexing out of the way. We're fine. Sometimes they just <laughs> fill it up with four flexes.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that's all they do. <laughs> um, So, at least that's what I'm, that I mostly hear. The issue is, Blaze... Blaze is not yelling. Blaze has shifted away from yelling yeah right he's been off that for a while he's been off of that he 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 shifted off that like three years ago (laughs) yeah colton grundy was like the last that he was really doing any of that and i wish that he didn't for this song because i don't know if it's something in the mix but i have hard time hearing like deciphering what blaze is saying and it's not that it's like the the beat is so overpowered that I can't understand anything. It's just some of the the bass hits that happen just overpower his voice just enough where I'm like, wait, I have no clue what Blaze just said. <laughs> I'm willing to put a put a guess
2: forward that he's flexing. You know what? I'll go with that. I think that's a safe bet. Jury's out on if he has a shotgun or not. Don't. <laughs> Just if I can say that.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know. Um, it's it's kind of sad because we've only got this is only the second zodiac imprint song we've gotten, um, in a very short span of time. But we don't really have an idea as to what the group is. I do. W- what is it? It's
2: the ROC and Blaze. <laughs> I <laughs> What? I mean what That's they're about. That's what it is. Mike. Mike. It's a name for when these two people are on a track together. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> if ABK was on there it would be the ROC and Drive-By. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Because drive by by takes precedence
1: over zodiac imprint. (laughs) Be be drive by imprint. (laughs) Zodiac drive.
2: (laughs) You have some of these listed as the entire hatchet family. I think you mean dark lotus, shining the the ROC, and boondocks.
1: (laughs) I hate you so fucking much. I'm sorry, did you just imply that DJ Clay is in Dark Lotus? I forgot he's there. You little
3: bitch.
2: (laughs) I'm sorry, I Um, forgot about DJ
1: Clay, the baddest DJ alive today. (laughs) See, how could you do that? How? You heard his skills on the party.
2: Shame. They were good. They were good. (laughs) Yeah, I don't have much to say about this because it is just... Even whenever, like, I... Look, if there aren't lyrics to something, I do put my best foot forward to to give it a give it a clean listen and yeah. focus as best I can. This song does not hold my focus. <laughs> it's fine. it's it's very hard
1: to, which is sad because I like Blaze a lot. I don't mind Roc, but I, I got I got no substance for this. No, because well, I think it was just I don't like think there was much substance in it. Yeah.
2: To be real. To be real. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's just what we have to deal with. That's it. Speaking of not (sighs) having much substance, let's move on to track five my addiction. Oh, fuck off! (laughs)
4: I just wanna see everybody bleed, and you envision my darkest fantasy. Come with me, won't you run to the middle of my mind and see how fucked up it can be? I just wanna see everybody bleed, and you envision my darkest fantasy. Girl, come with me, won't you run to the middle of my mind and see how fucked up it can be? You don't poke or provoke me when I'm smoking. Razor blade out of my coat and slit your throat clean. Drive you out on a boat and now your fish feed. All because of my weird addiction to make a bitch bleed. Since a kid I've been in all kind of counseling. They tell my mama that an evil lives inside of of 'em. I'm dangerous and combust at any second. My wick slid and if I explode, clear the wreckage. Car crash and I did that shit on purpose. I had a hooker with me and she's in need of medical service. Coulda took her with me. Instead I left it for day And now they looking for me So I've been hiding out in the shed I've been in it for a week now And I've been feeding just to get somebody bleeding But in the meanwhile I lay low unless the bleeding won't stop I got bored and cut off my hand with one chop Say hey I don't think I like it anyway But you're not gonna tell
6: me what to play Cause I got a flavor that's so addictive I know you'll dig it okay come on now we can play a game grab yourself a shovel dig a grave promise not to Rain. die it's so addictive i know you'll dig it okay sometimes
1: brain right, my addiction brainwaves. by twisted mm-hmm. and and we got some production by mike clark hey first time that twisted but never mind <laughs> need some help just <laughs> happened two years ago <laughs> I was going to be like, oh shit, this is the first time that he's been doing, he did shit with Twisted since Most Tasteless. Nope.
2: <laughs> it does have that.
1: Uh, oh, so he did something on uh, Green Book too. I think. Uh, well, um, it does sound like some Mikey Clark. It does. And it's a good beat. I, I think that this one's actually very, very good um, for what Twisted we're going for. Um, Remember what we said about Twisted flexing? Uh-huh. Uh, they're not
2: flexing here. Mike. Mike, I reckon this Jamie Madrox fellow and this this monoxide child, I reckon they might be a little little twisted, a little, little messed up, you know? Mm. Might be a little crazy, mm. a little insane. Not clowny, though. <laughs> but they are a posse. <laughs> but, but they're not clowns. Can a posse be only two people? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, I'm saying they're a posse, but uh, okay. yeah, I, I think so. Okay, I think it's as many people as you feel you need to go round up an outlaw. <laughs>
1: okay, um, I used to not care for this song, but I uh actually enjoy it quite a bit, hmm. and they occasionally play this at shows, which I thought was interesting, but. Monoxide has a pretty good v- verse. Kind of fits with what the song is implying. And then, god damn it, Jamie Madrox comes in and decides to derail the shit.
2: I didn't remember him derailing, but maybe I didn't pay much attention. He totally
1: derails it. He d- Monoxide is telling a, a pretty decent story of how he is addicted to Killing, or you know, at the very least, cutting people to fuck up. Yeah, and Jamie does not like go with that almost at all. It's just, it's just there. It's it's a cool sounding verse, but it doesn't, it doesn't match up. IMO. Yeah, a little bit. But I used to, I used to not care for the song mostly because I didn't like the chorus back then. Really. And now I'm like, that's eh, not bad. Hmm. It's 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 decent for when people want to like chant along with it. So. I think it's cool for that. Yeah. But it is a it is a cool uh, it is is definitely a cool track for what Mike Clark created. Hmm. So I like that.
2: Uh, Monoxide in, in his verse uh, claims to have chappaquiddict a woman. He doesn't use those words, but that's what he says. Are you familiar with Chappaquiddick?
1: <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> it's a place, uh, but it's it's mostly known for that time that former Senator Ted Kennedy uh, drove a car off of a uh, into water with a with a woman in it, and uh, then was able to escape the car himself. Uh, the woman was not. And he didn't notify anybody until the next morning. And, uh, unclear exactly how she died, but, uh, here's the, here's the thing about it. Uh, most, I guess, uh, forensics people were like, well, she didn't drown. She likely suffocated in an air pocket in the back of the car because. Yeah. That guy was a senator. I don't think he was a senator at the time, he became a senator. <laughs> And was one for 47 years. Holy shit. Walked past like four houses <laughs> that he could have stopped at to, to call for help. Which is why I believe Senator Ted Kennedy, the late Senator Ted Kennedy, is a murderer and should be remembered as one. Fuck that guy. Anyway. Whew. And monoxide following in the, in the footsteps of a great senator. <laughs> <laughs> Does the same thing. Jeez. <laughs>
1: Monoxide's character. <laughs> God damn it. Is there a difference I feel like between the relationship I've been doing? Anyways. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't have any anything else on this Not one. Either. <laughs> okay, <great. laughs> I just like to
2: tell stupid stories about things.
1: <laughs> you know what? It's 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 something that people enjoy. Yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah, some people said they like it. So <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Continue. That's <was> fucking weird, is.
2: Buddy, buddy, go go read up on Chappaquiddick. Have fun. <laughs>
1: oh Lord! All right. Well, let's get to what might be. The best Trek, song. Six, Mike, man.
5: Each of the S1Cs. Roger. What? <laughs> <Airport.
3: laughs> <laughs> Overstating. Roger. Seventy-three miles downrange, forty-seven
7: point nine altitude. Light blows on three sheets to the wind but stay tighter than the strings on a violin yeah i'm as dirty as they come but still spick and span i ride 28 inches on my creepy black van, and you can catch me posted up down by the trailer park i'm selling bootleg movies from noon to dark but at nine o'clock it's time to close up shop If I some unsuspecting girly who gonna blow my top i like cruising by the gap in the Navy, I've been scoping out the milk and the old ladies pulling right up to the curb with my widow's bitch black, right in sketching kitchen and release and do my thing and then I th-
2: All right, Mike, before you talk about how you love this song and it's your favorite track ever, uh, (laughs) first off, this is another classic Juggalo love song, Uh, something that I would like to call the Boondocks special,
4: (laughs) because if there's one thing that
2: I've noted Boondocks really likes to do, it's a whole lot of sexual violence in his music towards women.
1: (laughs) Go on. This song gets panned by so many people. You don't say. Yeah. And like, I recognize that this song is quite problematic. That's a word for it. And yet I fucking love this song. No way. It's so dumb and so not great, but I love this fucking song. He wrote By the this way, uh, produced, by, uh, p- produced by uh, Mike Clark and, uh, and Tino Gross. We're, oh, we're familiar guy. with Tino yeah. Gross. So Boondocks wrote this. Yes. Or Jamie wrote it.
2: Does uh, <laughs> no, Boondocks? I, know, I, know. <laughs> I, I like the idea that, that Jamie is responsible for writing every, every song in Psychopathic. <laughs> He's the multiple man. Yeah. Boondocks writes this. I presume he shows it to people, and either Jay scanned it and was like, fuck, I can't read, sounds great, (laughs) (laughs) or or he he just looks right the fuck over it and is just like, that sounds great, we could never put that in one of our songs, but through you we will live on (laughs) we we will live vicariously through you (laughs) enjoy writing songs about raping women because we can't do that in our own music because we acknowledged in the second album we released under this name (laughs) that it's not cool (laughs) Uh.
1: oh man I want to point out, uh, Genius is fucking weird, because whoever put the lyrics in here decided that they wanted to censor yeah,
2: yeah, uh, that, themselves, a... and
1: I'm like, really, are you, really? He may have been pulled from another site. <laughs> say say fuck. <laughs> I'm going to edit those lyrics later on. Probably not. I'm probably going to forget, but. <laughs>
2: anyway, yeah, um, that's, that, that's, that's that song.
1: There's a really, uh, there's a pretty cool uh, guitar solo. Yeah. Uh after the second hook, which is which is cool. Um that's I believe that's that's Mr. Gross. Um yeah. I know that this song is is not great. I think that uh I think when Aaron and Eric covered this, um uh, I'm pretty sure they ripped into this track too.
2: I forgot they um, covered this. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they did. It, it was weird whenever they were covering these cuz it's like, "Well, you haven't talked about the other eight artists on Psychopathic." <laughs> yeah, who cares? But um, They don't have to. I'm pretty sure that they fucking hated this track. <laughs> Wonder why. Uh, you know what? I could not tell you. It is, it is modern genius. <laughs> uh, I, I do enjoy the song, though. But
2: anyways, let's move on. I, I hate to... whenever a song comes up, and I'm just like, you could have just stuck to beating women instead.
1: <sighs> don't do that either. No, don't. That's bad. Let's move on. Track seven. Put it down.
0: down? put it down.
6: What make, like man. a dope head with a fucking blade in his hand Like a lost soul that exhausted every option that he has Like an avalanche snowball theory covers his mind And the white turns to red over time, over time. Yo, how can I explain And I'm an addict with a vision A knife at the exact point it's making its incision What's on your mind at the precise point of decision And the outcome of using intuition Take a listen to the blood flow As the streets run red from the cutthroats Turning the live folks to dead in the Suits get paid, no matter if blood rain comes running down a section of the window pane. Promotional campaign, gotta spread the word, and the blood nowadays, the only thing that seems to work in a gore gore world. I'ma turn the red rum up and see how many bodies it takes for me to come up.
0: What the fuck you doing, man? Put the fucking knife down. What the fuck
1: you doing, man? Alright, so. This track, uh, it actually features, uh, it's Jamie Madrox, Blaze Your Dead Homie, and Violent J. Yeah. And uh, this was produced by Eric Davey. Uh, I really like this one. It's pretty cool. This has a very simple beat that works. Um, doesn't take away from the, the verses at all. No. And this is one of the few situations where I am okay with Madrox having a more generalized verse. That's the thing. I don't feel like
2: he is. They're each kind of talking about a different thing in their own way. Uh, I mean, ja- Jamie in general, he comes off very, like... I feel like I was able to build what he was talking about out of his verse. Um, in a, all, all three of these people are kind of talking about somebody who snapped from something or another. Mm-hmm. You know? And in Jamie's case, it sounds like He's kind of talking about his not his own career per se, but kind of the like the 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 shock rock thing of like how much more can I do that's shocking enough to keep me in the public eye? You know what i mean mm-hmm. he he kind of alludes to it in the near the end of his verse where he's talking about that and also how really no matter what he does, it's the people above him that are gonna come out on top anyway.
1: Okay. I, I didn't catch that. The way I just saw it was it was just him, again, with a more generalized verse, which, given that it was the first verse, doesn't bother me that much. Because then whenever Jay and Blaze come in with theirs, which are giving specific accounts of something, it does kind of build on to what he established. I don't mind that. It's, it's not like, I don't know, Monoxide started with something really good and then Jamie derailed it. Like, I think that this was done properly. Um, oh, one thing that has always irked me is every fucking time whenever this song was being, like, talked about early on, people kept saying it was a cover of Put It Down from, uh, Blaze's early work. I can't remember if that was on, um, his first EP or if it was on WSG. But they kept saying just because they're literally both called put it down. I'm like, they're they're nothing fucking alike. You goddamn idiots. Stop calling it a cover. Because it's fucking not. Damn. Um but then we have uh Violent J comes in who um Sad, is talking no about... GF What?
2: Sad no GF.
1: Oh I... <laughs> yeah apparently his uh his partner cheated on him. And uh then we got Blaze who doesn't have a shotgun? Oh. It's fucking crazy. Which I love his first line. Usually fuck with guns, but today I had got I got a blade. Yeah. There we go. And then there we go.
2: and then he Slow follows lines. it up with, with a line that ends with the word security, but he doesn't even bend it enough to rhyme with blade. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it is it is kind of weird. He I never really th- thought about that. There are a
2: couple lines in here where his, his are just like he did like nothing to stretch them into a vague rhyme, and I'm like, okay, I I totally points. didn't
1: even like think about that. It is it is kind of weird that he made that line, but he you was could like, say that security. Fucking... It works, but he says security. <laughs> but um, his is basically talking about how his boss um just makes a lot of fucking money, <laughs> and yeah. uh and he don't got it, and he needs it. That that final his, his final lines, door opens, put it in his neck without regret. Go away for life, but my family gets the pension check. <laughs> oh, oh! Well, you know what? That's heavy.
2: This is the song that Jamie's uh, verse for my addiction ended up on. He's got him swapped out.
1: You know was better on here. <laughs> <laughs> uh I got nothing else on this one, but I think that this track is really fucking good as it is. I think that this they they knew what they were making and yeah. it worked. Yeah, no, it so. works. All right, we're going to move on.
2: Track 8.
1: What's Just a song, a song I wrote.
4: I wrote. <laughs> He got dumped by a homeboy ambulance. You're going to have to hold still, Bobby. We need to tube him. Well, get that <laughs> line in and I will. Uh-oh, Bobby. Bobby. Uh, Bobby, open your eyes. No radio pulse. Not karate, but a switch Get him on a monitor to get that blood up and pain surgery. 20 of a 8, 120 and sucks. Suction. <laughs> 60 64 to 60. Sailing in a mega vatcher pain. Penetrating trauma with impending arrest. You gotta
7: crack him. No, not yet. Two. Come on. I got shot, popped on a Tuesday night. Now I'm on the ground fighting for my life. Will I die or will I not? Will I? Get high again or will I ride? I can't move my body. I just stay still. I just lay there thinking of any beef that was built. Was it revenge for them? Was it friends of them? All these questions in my head and I can't answer them. I think back, random thoughts of the past. Tears come to my eyes, but all I can do is laugh. I know I don't want to die, but then would it be so bad? A daughter without her dad. I know that I can't, so I hold on.
1: DJ Clay. The baddest DJ alive today. Track entirely done by DJ Clay. The baddest DJ alive until today. Spoilers. (laughs) What? Well, he dies. (laughs) Oh, for fuck's sake. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Yeah, music done and all this shit by DJ Clay, produced by Doctor Punch and Eric Davy. I don't understand how fuck this works. Oh Anyways, God, Mike, 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 you can stop I know it's about it. I know it's on every know, track, I but know, you just so have, have to. I will play as long it as I fucking want. <laughs> just deal with it. Just deal with it.
2: <laughs> God damn it.
1: Um. So this is the first song we get from DJ Clay, um, on his own, and it is super serious. It is. It does not. Seem like it's something you would throw on a Psychopathics from Our Space compilation. It's not something I would have expected as my first song. Fucking <laughs> hell. But um, but yeah, you basically got the 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 gist in the very beginning where DJ Clay gets shot uh-huh. um and he is uh in the hospital as he's being operated on, and he is just kind of reminiscing on what got him to that point. And the things that he is potentially leaving behind and how he needs to, you know, stay. Um and towards the end, he is just realizing it's it's useless, he can't, and he eventually dies. Yeah. Um This track is fucking heavy. It is. <laughs> like DJ Clay does not he doesn't do anything like lyrically or with his with his flow or anything that is just super like, oh holy fuck, we gotta pay attention to this. It's just what he's saying is so simple enough that it, in my opinion, it just, it hits very hard without doing anything super extravagant. And I really like it.
2: Yeah, it's it's a good one.
1: Uh, This is a a far cry
2: from some of the other DJ Clay showings that we've seen where, like I said, he did the, is this a club song thing? (laughs) You know, I'm glad he didn't do that here. good good on you tj hold on
1: (laughs) um but yeah i i really enjoy this song
2: yeah Uh, it's it's a good one it's got a lot of it's got a lot of that stuff i mean yeah, I mean, it, it's what it's about. Like this, yeah. <laughs> that, that's all there is to say there's, about. There it. Like,
1: is no digging deeper into this. Like uh, it's literally, he is telling you the story of how he's shot and is dying. Yeah, and the, like you, you can't look deeper into that. But you I can was, just acknowledge that it is doing a good job of telling I, the story.
2: I, I was listening to it, and I just recently read the book Battle Royale, and it reminded me of stuff from that
1: because a lot of people die in Battle Royale. Um, <laughs> almost everybody I, does. <laughs> I'd like to know where the um uh that section in the beginning. Yeah. where that came from. I can't find out um I don't know if cuz does show on like is or anything. Um but I would never heard of the term homeboy ambulance. Yeah. Um so I had to look that up and apparently it is just it, it's seemingly when I guess gang bangers would just take somebody who was shot and drop them in front of the ER. Hmm. Uh, that, that's what it seems like. And then drive off. Um, so, yeah, hearing, you know, he got done by a homeboy ambulance, it was just, oh, well, you just literally got dropped off here. So, um, that's, 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 that's some real shit. Yeah. I, I wonder if, like, DJ Clay was ever really around any of that. Like, because ICP even as inner city posse, weren't really around like real gang members. From, sort of. I mean, their I've mom's house did get shot up. Yeah, that is true. I forgot about that. <laughs> they clearly had run-ins. <laughs> um, but like they didn't, to my knowledge, they didn't have guns.
2: Their mom's house so, got shot
1: up. <laughs> yeah. I can only imagine that they
2: themselves also had run-ins with other people. <laughs> like, All right. That doesn't happen without somebody intending to either kill you
1: or scare the shit out of you. (laughs) Right, right, right. That's true. Huh. I'm very, yeah, I'm just curious. I wonder if, I wonder, like, if DJ Clay was ever around me and stuff. I don't know. The world may never know. But I think that's all that we can really drag out on this track. Um, I just enjoy it a lot. So let us Good move luck. on to track nine, Last Day Alive. <laughs> <laughs>
7: left till i meet got the whole day of living gotta live it for my last breath i took some rolls to the nose fuck some hoes grab the fofo shot the motherfucker at the front door. this last the keys to his five series in the front seat now i'm steady gunning at police on my way to the next stop freebase and crack rock main vein and black torn tearing up the whole block then pulled up to the bank of america steady dodging bullets like a cartoon character the clerk told her empty out to say through all the money on the ground And shot the bitch in the face only 23 hours, time's running now Fuck all this wait. I put the barrel in my own mouth
1: Last day alive Last Boondocks, Shaggy, Too Dope, and Monoxide Last day alive And this was um, produced, uh, the music was done by Sir Crazy. I think this is the first time that Sir Crazy has shown up um, on a psychopathic project. And they just did uh, music for some underground uh, people. I think Sir Crazy also does rap themselves. Um, I've seen some stuff that they've done um, production-wise. And uh, I I dig it. I love this beat. I think it's pretty cool. So what do you have on this song?
4: Well, buddy? Mike,
2: um, you brought up Boondocks and Dark Lotus uh, at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> and anybody yes. who hangs out in the ICP with Weed Discord already saw my note on this, if, <laughs> if, you, if you looked in the channel for it when I posted it. Because I just posted my entire note that I am going to read here verbatim now. Go ahead boondocks writes the stuff i would have imagined hearing from dark lotus if it was actually dark and also sucked
1: <laughs> <laughs> really Go really ahead. didn't like uh really didn't like his verse huh i just
2: don't care i just don't care he's he is like i we, we were talking about it a little more and it's like it it is just like ishan left and they were like shit we need an edgy boy and Boondocks is like, yeah, I gotcha. That's that's, that's what Boondocks sounds like.
1: <laughs> is it just because it seems like he's trying to do... Just just say a bunch of stuff that is... Is edgy? Is that what that's we're...
2: about it. He's just like, look at me. Look at me. I'm, I'm twisted. I'm talking... killed people and stuff.
1: I guess... And it's like... I mean... Boring too. <laughs> See, I thought that I thought this first was cool. Hmm. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like it's not too far off from some of the stuff that Twisted did earlier.
2: Boondocks. Here's the thing, right? Here, here, here's here's the thing. We've had two albums by Boondocks. He's shown up here and there. He's not new and fresh anymore. So I'm off of the thing of him just sounding different. <laughs> and now it's just. It's just boondocks and nah.
1: <laughs> I mean, okay, that's that's fair, I guess.
2: And yeah, I mean, like, it is just like some of the other stuff that they've done and stuff. But just like for what I said on my addiction, it's like, ooh, these guys, they're twisted and spooky. And it's like, <laughs> whatever, man. I get it, Monoxide. Do you like murdering women? And now there's a southern guy who also likes that. Like... <laughs> that's it that's what we got
1: um i think that this track is solid throughout but also i'm still annoyed with boondocks from my van i'm just like just shut the fuck up you're not allowed to talk for the rest of this album (laughs) um but i think that monoxide has probably the standout verse um and uh, actually, something else that I wanted to point out on on this record that's very uh, very drastically different from the last one. If you remember on Psychopathics from space 2, we had a lot of songs that had various collaborations, okay? Like we had the one track that had – it was like ICP, Twisted, and I think Jump Steady, the, the track Demon Face. Um, there was – like Blaze and Esham on a track together. Like there was a lot more of intermixing of who's who on the label. There was Warrior, on this one year which only... had
2: ABK and ABK.
1: <laughs> Missed those days. But on this one, all we got literally was this track and put it down of being the only ones of like intermixing minus the final track um, that, we, that we really pay attention to. But that's similar to what was on Psychopathic pastor too. But the fact that there was only like Basically just like, oh, it's these artists doing their songs, and then we have two tracks of some intermixing, and that's it. Mm. I thought that was very interesting that they didn't go the route of, let's make this a lot more grander with the label. Yeah. I don't know if there was if there was a reason for that, or they just decided against it, whatever, but just it, something that, that...
2: It's possible that a decent amount of these may have just been songs that they were already working on, and they threw them together
1: given what the next song is i think that, that might be true
2: yeah
1: um but we'll we'll get there shortly um but no last day alive i i like this track a lot um two dopes verse is a bit eh for me mm-hmm. um but like i said i think monoxide has probably the coolest one <laughs> um and i like his uh i like his line um pulling off from the cops when they just show up Roll the window down and throw a wicked clown sign up. Mm. That's just cool. Yeah, just really like that. Yeah. Oh, what well, could change in five years? <laughs> <laughs> this, this is just a thing of just like yeah. I get that this
2: is what they're quote unquote about, but also it's just whatever.
1: <laughs> whatever. <Okay. laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. You ready to move on then? Mm-hmm. All right. Let's go to track ten. Zombie. Several religious believe that once hell reaches its
7: maximum capacity, the, the, the banished souls of the dead will be forced to return to their rotten bodies here on earth. They say these haunted, angry souls may actually crawl from their graves and join us again the living. Many actually believe this has already begun to happen.
6: The most unthinkable out. Is coming to existence Straight up on some horror science fiction Here I sit with a hammer in my hand Same hammer that I used on the porch to kill a man Well, he looked like a man But his face was half gone And his eyes were all red And he was crawling on the lawn Tried to reach for me and bite me So I popped him in his dome With a hammer in his forehead And watched his head explode She had terror I was spattered with blood And went into shock Till I noticed 50 more of them Coming around the block Back inside Boarding up the doors They're outside Banging like they know that I'm the main course Reinforce the windows They're coming through in twos, fourteen in the room And I'm panicking like what the fuck can I do Overpowered and outnumbered Knowing that I'ma die Till I stumble to the floor thinking how will I survive they're all around you Now you're Zombie.
1: and uh this track was done by Seven.
4: Oh, okay
1: and to jump off of what we were saying uh, on the last track about maybe tracks that were already being worked on i'm curious if this was meant to be a track for independence day and got left off um hmm. since seven did a lot of the production on those songs
2: possibly um
1: so i it might have seemed out of place on there yeah But at the same time, there were tracks on there that I didn't care for, and I would have rather heard this. Yeah, this is a good track.
2: I noted the line that I believe Monoxide says, uh, hit the canvas like a starving
1: artist. It's just a good line. It's a pretty cool line. It's a very cool line. And this, twisted, do this more. (laughs) The story is great. Yeah. And they literally... Like they they build off of each other very well. Yeah, and there's you and got this, you got Ham
2: Shabam, they got good they can do good when they're doing stuff like that. Just just stay on focus. That's all it is. Now, do I think this is derivative of Attack of the Baseheads? Yes. Do I think that it you know, takes away the dehumanization of drug addicts that Attack of the Baseheads had? Yes, and that's a good thing. Do I still think Attack of the Baseheads was better?
1: Yeah, I kinda do. Really? But I like this track. I like this way more than Attack of the Baseheads.
3: Hmm.
1: But I, I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm I'm slightly more into zombie stuff these days. But it it might just be
2: that you turned your back on the chocolate's.
1: Yeah. You know what? That's <laughs> you've you've you found it out. You ever read the zombie survival
2: guide? Uh no, I've not. Oh, okay. It's a it's it's a it's a fun little little book that's uh it's it's literally written like a survival guide you know mm-hmm. for specific situations and stuff but it's about zombies and stuff. Zo huh. so, zombies are an amusing thing. It's it's always like a from a from a standpoint where there aren't any zombie stories like at least most of the mainstream ones aren't they're not like quote sci fi. Mm-hmm. It's. You know, always more of like a supernatural kind of thing, and the zombies are more of a metaphor for something else, usually. Mm-hmm. Consumerism and such. Uh, racism. <laughs> well,
1: sort of. A little bit of What's it. your favorite? What's your favorite zombie-based uh, medium? Like, or like show, or, or movie, or whatever? <sighs> like
2: Jeez. I actually don't watch a lot of zombie stuff. In general. I liked World That's War fair. Z, the audiobook. Mm-hmm. I uh, never saw the movie because I don't think it really has much to do with it at all.
1: No, so I was actually going to bring that up. I've never read the book. Um, I did see the movie, but I heard that the book is fantastic. I, I will lend you... it is is significantly different. I, I than... will I
2: will send you the audiobook because here's the thing about the audiobook. It is voiced by a fucking all-star cast. Uh, really? Two standouts in particular. Alan Alda is in it. I love Alan Alda. Uh, mm. And... Um, Uh, wow, where are my names today? Mark Hamill is in that, and his part is hilarious. Oh, shit. He plays a dude who was in, uh, quote, the Battle of Yonkers, which was a standoff between zombies and the military in Yonkers, New York. And he is just this irritated dude who is just (laughs) retelling this story of... A complete failure from the top down of like you know the higher brass and their obsession with cool tech stuff and just how it <laughs> fucked everything up because they were unprepared for what was going on mm-hmm. and just his his voicing and it, it, like his, his reading is perfect it's amazing but yeah that's uh, interesting the, the the way the the way the zombies work in general because like the zombie survival guide very much attempts to make it like it's it's pretty complete in the way that it describes them and all that stuff, but there's really no scientific way to make a zombie that isn't destroyed by nature. <laughs> huh. As it, like, you know, it acknowledges that like over the winter you can expect that zombies will li- literally just freeze outside. And it doesn't acknowledge the other part of it, which is in the summer they will explode their bodies like that's just what happens (laughs) Mm -hmm.
3: if if a body is
2: left in the sun it just kind of they do acknowledge that because they don't have you know functioning brains and stuff you know our brains do a lot to keep us from damaging ourselves um like it's kind of whenever people talk about like yeah you know you're you're that you can unlock your full power and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, your brain is holding you back, but it's holding you back. So your tendons don't snap. <laughs> and that's part of the book. It's like, it talks about like, yeah, they don't have that. So they can, they just smack things really fucking hard. And it's like, yeah, but they can do that like five times before they can't move their arms anymore. And then they're just laying on the ground.
1: <laughs> yeah. I remember, I remember there was, there was something and it was like criticizing about how like zombies that like you're telling me that they can just like, it looks like they're barely like reaching in and they're pulling out chunks of this person and and whatnot. Like yeah. they're they're dead. They should be weak and all this stuff. <laughs> and it's never really like explained like that in that medium. Yeah,
2: I mean, that, and that's and, kind of the
1: thing of why it's not science fiction. It's just, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah i I feel like I, I know that I saw what was the first really big one. Um, what Night of the Night Living, Living Dead. Dead. Yeah. Um, I believe I saw that one, which even even today is freaking like it's a crazy movie. It is. Um, I got into The Walking Dead like after the, like the big craze of it, but I but I started watching it. I haven't watched it in a while. Like I'm very behind. Never watched it. It's. I mean, the comic series is fucking great. Hmm. Um, and. They kind of, like, deviated from the, the comic in the show a little bit. But then I think they started to pull back into what it was about. Hmm. Um, but, like, most zombie stuff, I I just I, – I'm a bitch when it comes to scary stuff. Yeah. That's why, I like, it was interesting to watch – like, to know – I never played it, but, like, Resident Evil. Yeah. And then to watch the movie Resident <laughs> Evil, it's just which is – Fairly different, a little bit. Yeah. Um. There's that new Resident Evil that's coming out too. Do you see about that? I don't know. Yeah. There's a, there's a new one. Has nothing to do with any of the other <laughs> Resident Evil movies. So yeah. I don't know like where they're like what they're doing, but it looks like it starts around. Like it might be based off of Resident Evil One or Two, the games. So
2: hmm. I don't know.
1: I have no fucking idea. I don't know. I just think that I mean zombies are are. Definitely interesting. They are, but they also get done way too fucking much.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I think I think if Marvel I was gonna Zombies. go, if I was gonna go with my favorite uh, zombie media, it would probably just be like Left 4 Dead or something.
1: <laughs> okay, because <laughs> it's just fun. <laughs> I can barely play it. Really? You, gotta, you have to play it with friends, though. Yeah,
2: yeah. We should we should play that sometime. Maybe everyone's playing Black, Back for Blood now, and I don't want to spend money on it or buy Game Pass.
1: <laughs> That's totally fair. I've also heard that there's people who don't like it because it is not as good as Left For Dead. <laughs>
2: it looks pretty good in general. I've watched, watched people play it. It seemed fun. I
1: think a friend of mine just had it and beat it, but I don't know. I, it, from what I've heard from some people, it, they're like, it's okay, but I prefer Left For Dead. Yeah. Anyway, I think we've put off this next track for we as drag long as possible. Up. Yeah, track 11, Girls They Love Me.
0: Man, I'm telling you, this is the one.
4: Man, you said that shit
0: before, man. I know. Man, it's the same shit over and over here, man.
4: Always. I don't know, man, why we hiding in these fucking bushes, man? Don't worry about that. Fuck Fuck the bushes, look. I'm just saying, this bitch is the one. I think you lost your
0: mind again, man.
3: Back like tight jeans,
0: don't got queens, it's one and only homie Hunting hood, rad hoes, now looking to party Got my six sights set, don't get my dick wet Miss Oriental netting no at the spot, she don't know it yet <laughs> Fuck the dumb shit, sometimes you gotta pay I fold a couple twenties and I skeet it on the face It's okay, it won't matter in any case Two minutes, get my money when she's staring at the motherfucking play Wait eight long days. You're here to party Here to party Girls, they, girls, they love me Please don't mind me I'll move the bodies Move the bodies Girls, they, girls, they love me In Any place with my knife you're facing Knife I'm facing Girls, they, girls, they love me Time to slice your throat, girl I'm waiting No more chasing I waited on my friends
1: Alright, so we got this track by Blaze Your There's dead RSC on the hook. And uh, this was also um, that music for this was done by R.O.C. Blaze, your dead homie.
2: He's, he's hanging around the studio and he's like, I gotta, gotta do another song. And he's coming up blank, right? And he's like, I gotta go find Jamie. <laughs> Jamie's not around. <laughs> he's like, shit. Oh, no. do find my regular guy. Oh, no. I know he what looks you're doing. over do. in the corner. <laughs> and he sees Boondocks hanging out there. <laughs> he's like, hey, Boondocks, can you, can you write me a track real quick? And Boondocks' like, yeah, fam, I got you. Sorry. Yeah, y- 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 sure, buddy, I got y'all. Um, <laughs> and so he writes this. And then Blaze records it. And here we are. Go ahead.
1: Would you be surprised if I told you that Blaze occasionally performs as his shows? No, I really wouldn't. It's so weird. The first time I heard him do this live, I was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I mean, um, he
2: already committed it to an audio recording.
1: That does not mass mean Mass released. That does not mean anything. Um, it means something. <laughs> no. Um. This song is not great. It it means the, the he was is... he was
2: willing to have his name attached to this <laughs> for longer than a live performance would be.
1: <sighs> I. <sighs> the beat for this is all right. Yeah. I don't even mind the hook that much. No, it's alright. But the rest of the song is just so fucking dumb. And there's another skit um that's towards the end <laughs> of ROC still trying to bring get Blaze to his senses and doesn't. And then throughout the final chorus it's Blaze just yelling, She loves me. Yeah. <sighs> it's oh see not... because he has her in the trunk. Yes, he has her in the yeah, trunk. Yeah. Um and uh, this was the, the one that for my, for my notes, I just had meh. <laughs> no. Like, it's a track that I think I've tried multiple times to enjoy, and I just can't. Didn't care for the My Van reprise. <laughs> my Van was fun. Sorry. Where's, where's my awesome uh, southern guitar solo in this? So you're saying My Van is a fun instrumental my van is a fun song. Yeah, sure. Throughout. All all 110% of it. T- don't you give me that fucking look. Don't you fucking dare. I will not stand for this. Uh-huh. That's why I'm sitting. Yeah. <laughs> well.
2: I don't think there's much more to say about this song.
1: No, track twelve, if I was God.
7: America! Shall be turned into hell and all nations that forget God. America has forgotten God. The more rapes there will be, the more muggies there will be, the more drugs there will be. The more be. If
5: I was God, I'd probably try to clear my brain. Kick back up in the heavens and see what we can change. First off, I'd have no guns, just hand to hand combat. Only the strong survive like cavemen. I like that. If I was God, the sun would blink from time to time and blackout. I'd introduce a newest spider, put Easy E back out. I'd fucking ride up in the sky up on a cloud, floating around, both brand wishes and throwing lightning bolts If I was God, to show up and host Saturday Night Live. Just a freaking mountain everybody know i'm alive if i was god i'd explode every crooked preacher's head right then when he's screaming and preaching face all red pop if i was God, I'd go and try to whip the devil's ass but it probably ain't that easy and i'd probably learn it fast if i was gotta ride a dragon down to earth hoping bit out the sand and fucking killing myself if i was gotta turn pop music upside down We'd have- so if i
1: was god it says it's in San clown posse it's just violent jay and we got production from somebody different here. Oh. Because Genius is fucking wrong, bitches. Oh. It's got the wrong mic. Oh. We got Mike peasy, wheezy, faux on this, bitch. That makes sense. It does, because legit, this instrumental, this sounds like it was pulled from the Hell's Pit sessions. Yeah. Um, especially with that, that guitar that shows up in the background. Mm-hmm. So this track is literally just Violent J. He is doing one long verse. There's no, there's no breaks. There's no hook. Nothing. Talking about what he would do if he was God. Yeah. So, so he says let's only. Let's take a look at some of the things here.
2: Well, he, he starts out with like only hand to hand combat, right? He says only mm-hmm. the strong survive. He's turning his back on the juggalos before Twisted ever did. <laughs>
3: Go on,
1: okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see some standout lines on here. <laughs> like the if I was God I'd go and try and whip the devil's ass but it probably ain't that easy. <laughs> Doesn't believe that God is omnipotent. Yeah, I guess that's that's kind of
2: implied on here. Yeah. He's he's acknowledging that he might not be able to beat the devil, but he could camel clutch him and take a photo yes. of
1: it. Yes. Uh let's see. Apparently he would be God would be marrying Beyonce. Yeah, apparently. So God is still a, a person on Earth. Um, Let's see. It's Maybe a... Oh,
2: shit. What was that show? Oh, I can't remember anymore. Oh, it's been so long since I've seen it. Yeah, go ahead.
1: Okay. <laughs>
2: no, I, I'll look it up. I'll find it.
1: <laughs> uh, Make a lot more hotties be attracted to scrubs. Okay. That doesn't sound like a bad thing. I bring dinosaurs back just when nobody expects. He does a lot of stuff that's just like going to keep people on their toes with this shit. It is oh, oh there was another uh there's another really good one. Um It's very about, Old Testament. Oh, I I put some I put about 10,000 real Jason Voorhees up there just to <laughs> add a fresh element of fear in the air. Yeah that's some fucking bullshit man
2: like i said it's a very old testament style thing it goes back to that my favorite book that i like to talk about job where he's he's just like god just says i do shit because i fucking feel like it and it's not your business to ask me why yeah that's job
1: (laughs) uh let's see Those are, those are probably some of the biggest ones. Shit, if I was God, I'd walk around the say like King Kong, be down on the street and fucking <laughs> peep in your home. Well, that's not very nice. Oh, yeah, Joan of Arcadia. That was the show. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, where
2: God just shows up to talk to her
1: from time to time. Yeah. Okay, I, I never saw it, but I'm aware of it. Yeah, you know I, the show name.
2: I remember it because the the theme to it was that that song. If God was one of us, that one.
1: Oh God, that's right.
2: Classic. Oh God. So the beginning of this song, that little preacher thing about you know that 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 whole thing, <laughs> reminded me of a of of something that happened to me relatively recently. Uh-huh. Uh I was I was hanging. out. I, I watch YouTube videos basically all day while I'm at work because I'm allowed to. I just do computer work most of the day. Have a little tablet set up, and. From time to time, YouTube will suggest me some cooking stuff because I like to learn to cook things and all that. And I saw a video that was like, here's a recipe, two ingredient biscuits. I'm like, holy shit, I love biscuits. And this will come in handy. i got to get my cooking fundamentals down. So I I bring it up. It is by a channel called Hillbilly Kitchen. And it raises my eyebrows a little bit, but I'm like, let's give it a shot. Let's see what (laughs) happens here. And this very nice woman is going through, talking about like the you know, the whole recipe and all that stuff, she walks you through the whole thing, telling you not to don't overmix it. You need the air bubbles, or else it's not gonna rise properly, you fucking fool. Don't don't overmix your goddamn dough or batter for your biscuits. And then and then, just as we're going Thank from that. the time of here's how you set your oven, we're gonna set those in there, whatever, we have a turn. And <laughs> As they're cooking, she starts talking about how this is a nation founded on Christian principles by Christians who colonize the land. And I'm like, oh,
3: shit. <laughs>
2: I fucking lost it. <laughs> and that's what I was reminded of with the intro to this. Okay. <laughs> With that preacher talking about, we've turned away from God. And, you know, all that stuff.
1: So we've had now two songs where ICP is discussing about what if they were in some sort of power. Yeah, this does remind me of if I was a king, yeah. Uh-huh. Would ICP better be better as kings or as as God?
2: <laughs> Neither.
1: Okay,
2: that's (laughs) true. Yeah, I mean, he has like the same kind of things going on because if he was a king, I believe he was just kind of talking about like raining arrows on people out of nowhere because he's just that kind of bastard. Yeah.
1: (laughs) What's interesting, like, it doesn't seem like almost any of the stuff that they would do as kings was. Good for other people, no. <laughs> mostly just themselves. Well he At least does some say, of the stuff in this one. Well I mean was he says better. if
2: he was a king, us motherfuckers wouldn't have to worry about a damn thing. Yeah. He's Hmm. Hmm. He got this bitch.
1: Got this bitch. Shit's under control. He got this bitch. Shit's under control. Well, do you know it's not under control by one's self? Uh Boondocks with track thirteen. Torn possession.
0: See if I'm an early
4: cell loads or real, that's a real thing, dude.
7: the hopes into the fact that everything would be alright but as I see here crippled nervous in a state of shock times become my enemy I'm staring at a broken clock and every hour on the hour something strange is taking place apparitions on the walls voices and my soul is raped I can't explain it am my burning in that fire pit as the devil come to claim what's his for all the times I needed shit I tried sleeping but still I can feel it creeping Call up the deacon, blood's leaking right from the ceiling I hear the rain falling, tapping on my window seal. Shadows crawling, babies crying, make it all seem so surreal And what's that ticking in my head? I know for sure that I ain't dead If that's the case, then why the fuck am I still sitting in my bed? I try to scream, but no sound So I'm reaching for the phone I need to call someone right now to tell me what's going on I can hear heaven call.
1: This one we got a different producer here. This was done by Kuma. Oh, okay. Nice to have him show up
2: here. A lot of times whenever I was looking at the title of this, uh I just read Tom Possession. <laughs> it it just happens with an R next to an
1: N all the time with me. Yeah, that's that's fair. So is it I think it's safe to say this is probably the the darkest song on this on the CD. I guess. I mean, what would arguably be worse? It depends on what you mean by dark, really. I think that (sighs) anything—it's
2: sure, it's it's, it's like about like an exorcism and stuff, and it's dark. Yeah, and and, well, potentially because there's some there's some stuff going on in it that's uh, unclear. Uh, I mean, you have like Last Day Alive, which is dark in like a societal way.
1: Yeah, I think. I think for me, just anything that is like uh when it pertains to religious type mm. stuff, especially with things like with with demons or or whatnot, you have my vein,
2: that... which is very dark to think about the fact that people enjoy that song <laughs> anyway,'s you have girls they love me, which is dark in the way that somebody <laughs> decided to write my van and then ghost write the same
1: song <laughs> oh my god anyways you have truth dare
2: which is dark in the ways that we already talked about it. it's a kind of dark song honestly okay <laughs> fuck what i said <laughs> just i mean like fair you can you can think a song's
1: dark i'm just saying can also but give you but like but but I'll, but I'll give you these these reasons as to why it's not <laughs> I'm not saying that it's not dark' it's, you said it's the darkest
2: on the album, and
1: I think it is that's fair personally fine there we go um but yeah it's it's basically just him talking about how something is happening where he's at, but it also feels like he may be the namesake uh coming to be possessed. <laughs> And, um, I think it says towards the end that it's basically implied that he dies. That's um, the
2: thing. That's that's where it's strange, right? Because, like, you have this, you have, like, his verses where he's talking more or less about, like, what appears to be, like, an exorcism and stuff. He's describing very much exorcist-y kind of things. You know, mm-hmm. talking about having, like, a priest there and stuff and shit's flying off the walls and all that. And, uh... And at the end, he talks about waking up in like a room and somebody's like injecting him and stuff. And I don't know if he's like just being like put down or if it's just like a thing of he's just being sedated or something. If the whole thing was just one big old drug trip. I don't know.
1: I know I'm saying. After the shock pain in my arm. Oh, I didn't even Sharp, realize. Shock, I believe, that is what being. the
2: actual word is uh, because I listened to it several times.
1: <laughs> right. But I, I didn't realize it about like the, the pain in my arm. Yeah. All I know is I feel warm. And I don't care what's going on. I, the way that I was hearing it, and honestly, this probably is a song that should have had a, another verse. Maybe. Because um, it almost feels kind of abrupt. Like I said, the way I was thinking about it was, I assumed that he was dying due to the exorcism, like his body couldn't handle it. And so, you know, he's in a room filled with light and it's like, oh, well, maybe he, his soul, like he died, but his soul went to heaven. That's what I was getting. So, clearly, I'm very bad at reading context clues. (laughs) Which, guess what? If you've been listening to this show for a long fucking time, that should not be a surprise. I'm a very literal, like, person. So...
2: Yeah, I, I interpret it as him waking up in a some sort of hospital
1: setting, perhaps. Uh, Likely, maybe that's it. <laughs> that maybe perhaps a mental institution. Yeah, something like that. Huh? A medical setting. Yeah, I don't know. I it, it's I like the fact that we got this song from Boondocks as something so different from my van. Yeah, thank God. We got something. I mean, in the sense that it doesn't show that My Van is the only thing he can make. Yeah. He was
2: capable try- of breaking away <laughs> As from... As a My Van apologist. He was capable of breaking away from the Boondock special to... Oh, my God. <laughs> to make a song kind of in the vein of They Pray With Snakes, but good. I, I like you this know- song. <laughs>
1: Okay. okay. <laughs> well, let's move on. We got to we got to start wrapping this up. Yeah. Track 14 reason. Oh no.
2: It's broken. Don't ruin my jokes. Okay, the track is actually broken. I can't play that one. Damn. Anyway, here's the joke. Um, I don't have Hoobastanks the Reason. All I have is Crawling in the Dark, but the track isn't playing properly, so I can't do that. <laughs>
7: Come to show, sometimes I worry left alone Need time to get up in my zone And clear my head, it's time to go, no I don't try to act like a superstar. Might walk past some goofy broads After the show, you know I'm hooking up with every one of yours Nine times I just hit my day's been hectic. But I show up, and I'm already stressin' Sure, I'm early more one, they ain't even sound checking, check it From time to time, I'm preoccupied A whole lot of bullshit on my mind Whenever I get the chance, man, I'm just trying to unwind But then some people wanna go push the buttons acting like they distant cousins All up in my business getting way too close for God co- but There's something, some folks get way too drunk in the dressing room, try to hit the blood. They ain't even fit, man, they just brought the fucking front. Just wanna be born of the party, squeeze on in, don't ask nobody. On the dick like boxer shorts, better go and ask somebody about me. I don't wanna be rude, but bitch, you need to get a clue. You've no idea what I'm about to do. Just give it up.
1: This is Motown Rage. It is. Another new signing by Psychopathic. Mm -hmm. Uh, They were a rap metal style band from Detroit. Uh, At this point, they had already had, I think, one album under their belt. And I think that they had um, done some shows with ICP. I think they did some of the stuff like... um, Big Ballas—they may have performed at Halo Wicked as well. Um, so at this point, juggalos were already like—at least juggalos in the area were like kind of aware of who they were. Um, I don't really know if they were a juggalo band per se, um, but this is heavier than anything we've heard from Zug Island. Yeah. Um, I mean Zug Island was meant to just kind of. Sound like a grunge style band, but this is yeah. fucking metal.
2: <laughs> and it's
1: also more well; it's more coherent
2: than anything we heard from Zug Island Part Two. Oh, uh, the second album of yeah. theirs. Yeah, fucking fuck three thirty three. That goddamn <laughs> all, maybe three good songs on like, it. it. It's, it's very easy to determine what this is about. This is a this is a dumb angry guy song. Yeah, it's, that's what it is. It's. It's a new metal song. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, here's like like I've you can hear new metal people like go at least a little bit deeper into that. This is just an angry dumb man. This is that's what this is. <laughs> this is this is uh, angry dumb man. This is Five Finger Death Punch without all the other shit you have to deal with with Five Finger Death Punch. <laughs> so this is better Five Finger Death Punch. Kind of, yeah. Whoa. They also still have like some pretty good guitar work on it too. It's nice. Mm-hmm. Got some cool riffs. That 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 lick is cool. It's always, it's, always good to. And hear that Razor
1: stuff. Ray is the is the guitarist. Mm-hmm. Um. So we have. W- I think we've seen him on some stuff before, but we're for sure seeing him here, and we will see him on some other stuff. Um. Outside of Motown Rage in the future, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty cool.
2: I will say. Uh, there's. It's just. Classic psychopathic rock production, where it's just all the punch is fucking removed from it. Drives the, me insane. Okay,
1: I was hoping that it wasn't just me. Oh no, that there's there's snare. no punch in this.
2: Oh, the snare, the is snare that? is not the problem. Really, really, the that's snare what is I was not thinking. the problem because nothing else is punching in it either. That bass is barely fucking there in the mix. Okay, it's not banging yeah, it was... at all. The snare is cranked up tight
1: as fuck. Like it is okay, <laughs> and that's just a thing was... that some people do. Because <laughs> I was wondering, like that's. That is the only real gripe that I have with this song is it does not feel like it like it's full. No. It feels very, very stifled for some reason. Sounds like it's all compressed down shit, but. The guitar sounds great. Mm -hmm. I think the guitar is awesome, especially whenever you get to the solo. You can hear every fucking bit of it. But but man, the the drums mostly is just like there is something that I'm not getting out of it, and it really disappoints me.
2: So, Mike, um, there's a CD that I, that I had a while back. It was a burned CD of Nightwish, their album Once, right? Okay. The CD was burned forever ago. This was like at the advent of burning CDs being a thing. <laughs> Whenever CDR drives were separate from the drives that played the CDs. <laughs> um. And it was prior to uh, us having any understanding of what compression means. Mm -hmm. So, you know, naturally, we just wanted our music to be the smallest file possible because you could fit more because hard drives were tiny back then. Mm -hmm. And so when you listen to it, it has zero punch whatsoever because everything's compressed to shit. Nothing's banging in your fucking ears and years later, I bought my own copy of Night Wishes once, and I put it in. And I was like, "Holy fuck!" It's an entire new experience. <laughs> and that's basically what this is. This is the, uh, this is the fucking compressed to shit MP3 file of Motown Rage.
1: Which is sad because it shouldn't be. Like, yeah. that's just how it sounds, and that's disappointing. Like,
2: but I mean, the first thing that me, I did defi- notice
1: was how. Tight that fucking snare
2: was cranked because it is <laughs> hilarious. It's not bad. Like, it can it can sound fine. It does sound okay. It's just
1: yeah, the mix is really a yeah, big problem. His voice sounds. It's all just right. a yeah. I mean, it's just a bummer because actually, out of out of most of the songs on here, because I did rip this in lossless format, mm-hmm. um, this has like. One of the largest files, like it is so fucking big. So the fact that they compress it on their own like that is such a bummer. It's just a bad Cause mix. I like because I really like this track. Okay. And where they did release one album uh with Psychopathic, yeah, uh, I think in I think it was in early two thousand nine. I could be wrong.
2: I mean, they'd only um, released like one album prior to this, right? Yes, yeah, they they didn't have like anything else going on. So it's like they weren't really settled in on stuff. So maybe they didn't have no, like so a, a good studio to work with. M-
1: maybe, I don't know, but it was, but I mean, this was produced by them and Mike Clark. Hmm. So I don't, I don't know. Damn, um, now, granted the next album or, or the album of theirs, um, I do have it. We will eventually cover it. Um, it's hard to find that album these days. Hmm. And I managed to find a second copy um earlier this year. For god what I spent I think I only spent like 8 bucks on it which is insane because copies for this go for like $50 or more now. Mm. Um and I bought it and sent it to Roach Coach. Uh, yeah, Still yeah. waiting to see if they decide they want to cover it cuz I think it'd be really really cool. Um so uh Roach Coach if you guys are listening just 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 saying. It's there. It yeah. should be on the long list. <laughs>
3: Yeah,
2: uh, there's, there's not really a whole lot to talk about with this, Like, aside from just, every, I mean, we've already said everything that there is to say, and the next time we cover it, uh, unless they have something different to say in lyrics-wise, we won't have much to say about them then either. And uh, you're giving me a look that tells me that, no, they are always just dumb, angry guys who are talking about, like, hey, you, you giving me a look, you want to fight me? Well, fuck you. Man, I sure am a misanthrope. I hate other
1: people. Gurr Track (laughs) Fifteen Hatchet Man.
7: off my neck on my chain that wicked bling all tatted on my skin when I represent this hatchet man I accomplish anything I step up to the mic in them stage lights, say hit it right transform me from the ordinary zero into pimp tight with nothing in my way but a brighter day I'm making history with that running man up in my plan my name won't be no mystery cause I got this shit on lock and you can put that on my hatchet just like death and fucking taxes they gon' always be a
4: psychopathic my hatchet tangs swinging in the wind like some old dude's nuts look at it wrong you best be throwing the things up my hatchet i sharpen that boy like wrangley you thought it'd be whistling that's just how the fuck it's gonna be unless you ain't a juggalo or throwing that hatchet up you might catch a up ripping old school the new juggalos don't give a fuck no fine needed to see what the fuck is going down. Yeah, you, you hold your shit up. We need you just like y'all need us too. Hold the world here. Yeah. We hold the world. We hold the mug. Yeah. We swing our sides to side. We hold our heads. Yeah. We hold the world. We, yeah. we swing our sides yeah. to side. We hold them up. All
2: right, this track is eight Big minutes ending. and twenty five seconds long. Big posse cut ending. I imagine that they intended this to be like a big hit for like gatherings and stuff like that, have everybody up on stage doing their things and stuff, but I personally don't see it, which is why I imagine it was probably a huge fucking gathering hit and everybody loved it. But I don't know, this doesn't fucking, it's, it's, whatever. But this does have something in it that I feel is relevant to right now, in fact. This track is is where I see a lot of why the split between psychopathic and MNE comes off in such a like weird toxic way, and I'm being serious about this. You're giving me this look like you think that I'm like gonna go off on say some shit, and you're gonna be like, "Oh my god, shut up!" But no, I mean I'm being serious here Um, because there's so much in that's contained in this song of that you know if you're not with us, you're against us kind of shit. That's that's, it's it's throughout this. and it's packed into family tracks aside from this. Like, all the ones that they do that are of this style have that, that vibe to them. So, it's kind of, like, bound to happen. Like, it, it, was, it was inevitable that if somebody split off to do their own thing, that, and if, if anything happened between them, that one side would be standing by the family, saying that the others betrayed them, and the other side would believe that the family has changed and doesn't stand for what it used to. So they're with this other one now. And that would be what happens and that's what happened. But what's really happening is a lot of people are getting played by marketing. It's just fucking music, y'all. God
1: damn.
2: That's I mean, it. That's it's not, Man. it's not
1: just music for a lot of people. That's the thing. Yeah, it's a shame. It's and and this is this is honestly a Big. It's 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 weird to think about it now because it's not like something that we've been as like forward about recently, especially like after after we started adding the other artists into what we do. Um, you know, early on when we were talking about you know what is it that's appealing to these people, you know, what is it about this music that is for some reason getting such a diehard fan base, and. I think that obviously, yes, the people who were involved in, say, the first six Joker's cards, mm-hmm. okay, they listened to that so close to heart, and that became a part of their identity. Mm-hmm. Um. By the way, sorry, I just wanted to get this out of the way. Uh, this was also done by Star Crazy, who um, we heard a bit ago. Anyways, um. What happens is, is after that sixth Joker's card ended, and people were like, "Wait, what the fuck is going on now?" Hmm. You know, are we? You know, is ICP still making music? I thought, I thought the world was supposed to end and all this shit. (laughs) You had the people who, after the Wraith was done, and then you had Hell's Pit. Some people were still around by then. And then The Calm. And people were like, what the fuck is this? And people started to drop off. There are people who will not acknowledge anything after The Wraith Shangri-La. There -hmm. are some people who won't acknowledge that album. Because (laughs) it was completely different than what they expected. What they thought was going to happen. Yeah. Then having other artists join into this collective. Similar artists, mind you. Having blaze, having twisted, and continue on to that and say, "Well, now we're all making music for you guys, yeah it's one thing when an artist makes music because they want to make music, mm-hmm. and it's it's different whenever you have, say an artist who has a big label backing them mm-hmm. who says. Okay, you're on this contract. You have three albums with us. Okay. Yeah. Albums out, great. You tour, awesome. Two years later, we want a new record. Yeah. Psychopathic was not run that way. No. They were run by the way of. Okay, you're with us. Here's what we would like to do. You know, take your time if you can't, if if you want, but Mm. we'd like to have an album around this time. We have artists who are just there and it's run as a quote-unquote family that's much more loosely structured but these are all people who are making music strictly for a collective amount of people these these specific people and because of that it seems so much more personal
2: i mean i for those fans that's just kind of like an illusion though They are just making music for themselves like they're making music that they want to make and any connection beyond that is uh, just a thing that they fostered. They absolutely fostered this themselves like they, you know, they wanted that to happen, but it's still a mistake on the side of fans to let that happen because here's a thing. I agree. Violent J. He's not your friend. You might like him and that's fine. I like plenty of people. Who aren't my friends because I don't know them. You know? And, and I can like this is them the in the stuff they make all I want. They don't know me. I don't know them. Mm-hmm.
1: Stop yeah. feeling like you owe people so much shit that you don't know. <laughs> well, that's and that's the thing. It's, it's why it's so very difficult nowadays to look at social media and when people are talking about, you know, like – when when Twisted's new album came out this year, when Unlikely Prescription came out, and there's people who are like, this is garbage. It sounds nothing like the the their good shit <laughs> yeah. before they turn their backs on us. You yeah. know, look at when when Yum Yum Bedlam came out and they're like, Why the fuck would ICP have an album that has all these producer tags and shit? That's not what we want. What? They're a, a great deal of people. And as somebody who is in this culture, okay, and it does mean a lot to me and it mm-hmm. and it hits me very close. We need this group. Juggalos need to understand that, yes, you have artists who are making music that you greatly enjoy and you, you know, if they help get you through the days, you know, then that's great. Yeah. But it cannot define every aspect of your life. Yeah. To the point where without it, you can't function.
2: Don't, don't. And I think
1: that that's something that a lot of people need to understand.
2: Yeah, like it—it's it, perfectly fine to have something that really helps you out through life and all that stuff. But I mean, don't don't dedicate your yourself to somebody who literally does not know you.
1: <laughs> like, it's not—it's hard. It's healthy. it's very hard. And there's people who, you know, I I I will not begrudge somebody for. You know their dedication to this. It's yes. it's not fair for me to do that because I don't know what this means to to you know the random juggalos that I see at the show. There's people who probably feel this twenty times stronger than I do, and I feel like I you know I don't embody every single aspect about you know what being a juggalo is, but it's very important to me. But there's prob- there's people who probably take this far closer to heart, and for them, great. But it can be very dangerous when it's running your life.
3: Mm.
1: And I think that that's that's definitely something that maybe people don't want to hear, but might need to. Yeah. And maybe we're getting like off the subject for like what this song is about. I but mean, it's it, just a family it does, song, but
2: it brings up it's, the thing.
1: <laughs> it's a family song and I mean... There's nothing else off, to say I, about it, as far as I'm concerned. I hate I hate Shaggy's verse. Um, <laughs> I hate his flow for it. I know it you pisses do. me off. I know. Yeah, I knew it. Um, just a couple uh, quick notes that I wanted to um, just go over was, um, for someone who just joined the label, uh, ROC fucking killed his shit. Mm. Um, he ha- definitely had one of the best verses on here.
2: Yeah, for a brand new um, rapper
1: really yeah. never really have never recorded Somebody before. who's never rapped ever in his uh, life.
2: Came up as a hype man and then was finally allowed <laughs> to rap on it.
1: Um, and then Twisted have uh, great verses on here as well. Hmm. Um, it's it's funny whenever the people who didn't even quote unquote start the hatchet have the best verses. Jay's is okay, but Jay's, yeah. is, Jay's feels a little bit lazy but that final line that he has you know one day i'm gonna look back and what this hatchet man has done laying on my deathbed i'll pass it on to my grandson that definitely is something that i'm sure resonates with a lot of people yeah you know it'll be nice to think of you know and and time is just constantly moving on for people it is um you know look at what happened earlier this year you know we've you know just just in the last couple months you know we learned that jay's you know he got afib um he recently had a stint in rehab, which is fucking unheard of fucking ten years ago um you know it's it's definitely it's it's hard to look back at songs like this, where there is that just big sense of camaraderie mm-hmm. that's no longer there yeah and and I don't want to get into the idea of who was wrong in whatever situation to cause us to be where we're at now. It's just we have to look back with the nostalgia and just understand that we had it at one point and it's incredibly unlikely it's going to happen again. We just have to have this. It hurts. It sucks. But unfortunately, that's just what we have to deal with. But this track itself, I think, is a good ending song. Um, Star Crazy had a, had a great beat. We have a, a cool um, guitar solo by Razor Ray in here towards the end. And it does feel just very big. I don't know if this was ever performed live. I feel like, if I'm being honest, I don't know if anybody would remember the verses. Yeah. But if this was ever done, like performed, maybe at a gathering, I feel like it wouldn't have been done until the following gathering because this was after it. Um, but anyways, um, if anybody knows if this has been performed, please let me know. I'd be very interested to, to find that out.
2: I'd be interested to find that, but I wouldn't be interested to listen. This
1: is eight and a half minutes long. <laughs> I would watch a live performance of the song. Yeah, I would. I don't care for, much for it. Now that's the final song. Track there sixteen is an landing outro. Are we really doing this? <laughs> my note was different.
2: Oh, my note just said space again.
1: Yeah. Well, mine said it's an outro, and guess what? It's an outro. There's nothing else about it. So I guess we can just do our spiel here yeah, because that's it. fuck it.
2: Um. I, I'd keep uh, Truth Dare. Uh, I'd keep uh, Zombie. I guess um,
1: I'd keep Keep Tom Possession. All right. Um, mine are. You'd keep actually my all van, different, and you'd
2: keep Reason, and uh, you'd keep no. Just a song. You are, I wrote maybe. You are wrong. You are wrong. You just want me to be wrong. You changed it. You're looking at your notes and you're like, (laughs) I have to avoid these ones. He called me out
1: dead on. Um, Okay, so uh, just the song I wrote is uh, one of the ones I would pick. I really do enjoy that song. Um, Further Away by Dark Lotus. Okay. And, man, my van is so good. It's so good. Um, I think I'm actually going to go with Put It Down. I think that's the one I'm going to go with. Um, and I know that you're removing my van. Yeah, get it out of the way. Well,
2: I mean, it's uh, that
1: or "Girls They Love Me." Either way, I'm removing a boondock song. That's I, I'm getting rid of "Girls They Love Me."
2: We'll, we'll get rid so, of both of them. There we go.
1: No, can't, can't. Mine's the mine's the definitive version. <laughs> so that's psychopathics from our Space, part three. In my opinion. I think that this is the best out of the Psychopathics from Outer Space series because it doesn't, in my opinion, have a, as much garbage filler like the second one does. Um, what's interesting is this had nobody outside of Psychopathic, with the exception of the the Brian Abrams tiny feature. Yeah. Um, you know, we had some people outside of Psychopathic on um, Outer Space Two and the the first one. Um. This is the last psychopathics from Outer Space album that we've had. Thank God um, for, for so 2007. So we are 14 years since having one, which is crazy to me. Now, you said that uh, um, you know that, that this is probably the best
2: psychopathics from outer space, and I agree. Uh, and before you said the uh, thing about it about there not being another one, I was going to say. Please don't make me listen to another fucking Psychopathics from Outer Space. My thing
1: is, (laughs) so last year in April, there was supposed to be a tour. There was supposed to be another Wicked Clowns from Outer Space tour. And I think there was a lot of talk that maybe there'd be another Psychopathics from Outer Space album, which would be very weird given that the only people on the label label. are ICP and Ouija Mac. Maybe Big Hoodoo. I don't know what he was doing that day. Um, but the tour got canceled because of COVID. Yeah. And I don't know if they're going to revisit this series. I feel like probably not just because the majority of the label again has left. Yeah. But I mean, that's, that's what we have. Um, I, like I said, I think this is probably my favorite of the three. Um, a lot of people still hold the first one in very high regard, which is fair. I get it. Um, I've never once heard anybody say that "Psychopaths from Outer Space Part 2 is their favorite. (laughs) (laughs) But, you, fine listener, you can tell us where you would rank this among the other "Psychopaths from Outer Space. You can tell us your favorites. You can tell us which songs are garbage, as long as it's not my van. You can do that by reaching to us on
2: social media. Like our Facebook. Juggalo Judgment. Or Twitter. At Juggalo Judgment. Instagram. Juggalo Judgment. You can send us a pretty long message through the email. JuggaloJudgment@gmail.com. at gmail.com. If you have the desire to monetarily support us, you can do that on our Patreon
1: patreon.com slash juggalo judgment if
2: you don't want to monetarily support us but you still do want to listen to the uh monthly well, buy, two times uh, the song request things that we do after every episode <laughs> now i guess that we're going to be monthly but now we're just going to do it after every episode whenever we have them uh we'll you can also find those out. on that very same patreon for free the posts oh, are available to everybody uh, and we will be posting them you know on our things as well. So we'll have the links to them and all that stuff. You can go listen.
1: Yep. Go ahead and check out the, the link tree. That's pretty much everywhere. You can join our Discord if you'd like. And yeah. if you subscribe to the Patreon at the appropriate levels, you get more benefits that are available in the Discord. If you
2: remember to you know, do the Discord integration stuff that you have to do, go on to Patreon to find out how to do that. Do that shit. Should... I don't know how to do it. <laughs> Just Google it. Discord Patreon yeah. integration. Google They'll it. teach you. Doodle it. I don't have time for that. Nope. <laughs> you want to talk to us individually, you can catch me on Twitter at, at Shmeev.
1: You can hit me up on Twitter at Mike Spon, the S-E-J or on Instagram, StraightEdgeJuggalo. And with that, I'm pretty sure that that's it. I think there's nothing else we could possibly think of talking about. I think there's one more There's one? It has to be done. What's that? Hey, it, remember when we cracked open those fagos at the beginning? I I do remember that. Y'all yeah, take that fagot. Y'all finish your fucking Faygo! Turn this on me sideways and stick it straight up your candy ass. Oh my god already no empty
4: my no water. Water. So, done. Peace. <laughs> I much, much love locate and farther away On my trail I'm